Hey, uh, welcome to the Loading Ready Run. Paul, Paul, Paul! I'm, I'm you from the future. I've come from the end of the podcast to tell you that you have to do Ask Lore this week. Uh, we, we were planning on doing that anyway. Oh, right, yeah, I guess I remember that because I'm actually from the, the end of the podcast. Good job! This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for June 6th, 2010. I was gonna say we're gonna get sued for that. Yeah. Should use da 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 <laughs> the National Geographic intro. That's oh. also copyright. That would be a great I just, birthday. I just start running in it's slow motion. Birthday. Graham's birthday. This week on Wild Kingdom. Here we Graham. see the Graham. Graham devours an entire cake. I'm actually eating a bagel right now, but there is cake here. You should eat that whole cake over the course of the podcast and see how you feel at the end. <laughs> no, no, I really want a slice of that cake. There's so much or lemon. You get one sliver, but Grant has the dull thing. Every because that would be terrifying. There are four components of this cake, and every one has lemon. Yeah, so I hope you like lemon. That's a lot of lemon. Wow. It's all very subtle. Is one of the components like... just a lemon? I hear you like <laughs> lemon, so, so I put lemon in the very lemon cake. It's a, it's like a lemon. Uh, dream cake, which is a really light, fluffy, spongy cake. Mm. Three layers of cake, only one cup of flour in the whole thing. Most of it's just like egg, right? Wow. Six eggs. And then lemon curd in between each layer. And then uh, it's a it's a lemon boiled frosting with like sugar lemon peel on top. The process for making the boiled frosting just sounds excessive. This is part of the new Loading Ready Run podcast segment. <laughs> ha ha ha, we're eating something delicious and you can't have it. <laughs> if, you, if you want me to come over and make you a cake for your birthday, you I will have be to willing provide to do airfare. that for a donation to Child's Play. <laughs> and you must live in Victoria. A large donation. Oh, and you have to live in Victoria. And, and right? you have to provide me the materials. Right. When somebody flies you to their home. Is there home somewhere I want wow. to go? It, now, <laughs> would you be, for example, willing to sing a song you. about baking the cake while you made the cake? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly wearing a wig. A pink wig. Hello. I'm not going to be Morgan's pedo dream while I'm making your goddamn birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the video this week uh, was... Stitch in Time. Stitch in Time. Starring Paul, Paul, and Paul. Paul, Paul, Written Paul, by yes. Paul. Yes, written also with, by Paul, Paul, and Paul. With a brief appearance by Alex. Yeah. Yes. But Paul, take it. Uh, yeah, so this, um, I, I sort of talked about it a little bit in the blog post, but uh, this is essentially uh, an expansion of the one-minute short idea that we had, the whole... Uh, the, the best one-minute short. Yeah, the, the one, I think, that, the I one think, that worked really well. I think the best one-minute short, yeah. The, the guy who time travels back one minute just for no particular reason. <laughs> I did like the one on the guy dying. The the, the the one with the guy who cuts himself and no no oh, no. oh yeah okay no. sorry of the guy being told he only has one minute to live right and the nurse specifically because the very end of it I just like that it's him freaking out the nurse trying to calm him down and then Paul just going six five four <laughs> <laughs> just counting down um so yeah so uh, I I've had the idea to try to do this for a long time but. Uh, the actual just mental gymnastics of figuring out how it would work. And I like I, I wanted to try to make it work, you know, and try to make it sort of fit with the internal logic of the system. And uh, so I was pretty happy with how it with how it turned out. And once I sort of I actually the the diagram that is up on the blog you can look at. Um, I actually drew mostly for myself because so I could knew so I knew when I was writing the script which people are supposed to enter and exit at certain times because uh, you know, like we have the sort of our script sort of generally it seems to work out to be about uh, a minute a page. Mm-hmm. And so I had little marks in the script for like, okay, so this scene between these guys can only be half a page long. So they can't have that much dialogue. And then there's like this chunk here. So trying, I was I, figuring out the whole thing. I think it ended up working out pretty close to that. Too. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the the fun thing about time travel, of course, is that it, it never works. Mm. Um, it's, and. Yeah, I was, I was like, a couple of people have talked about, like, the, the primer uh, theory yeah. of time travel, which is such a cop-out. The whole, like, multiple, uh, multiple, multiple it's like, oh, no, it's not a, it's not a, uh, 
you know, it's not a uh, paradox because there's just multiple are you, are you, multiple realities with this theory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is just like, what the hell's the point in time travel if you if it's multiple realities? That defeats yeah. the whole coolness. Well, I mean, it is it is multiple realities regardless, but it's it doesn't the the whole it branches off an extra multiple reality when you when you come back is the cop out bit. Yeah, yeah. Although um, someone did a fantastic uh, break, diagram uh, breakdown yeah. and diagram of that. Which, yeah. by the way, speaking of your diagram, you showed us a video and we're like, boy, that was. A little hard to follow just just from just from the script, and you were like, "Oh well, I have this diagram," and we were like, "That helps even less." Yeah. That diagram is so confusing. Uh, no, Which no, I don't understand. No, no. Like, the diagram is perfectly. I, I watched the video, was... Paul. I studied the diagram. It took me about five minutes to figure out what the hell was going on. That it made perfect sense. No, yeah. I, it, it, it was just when you were like, "Oh well, there's this," and just it, just initially looking at it, it was like, "Whoa, what?" It, it's funny. I I got it basically from the script from reading yeah. it, but then I. I was I was looking at it with an eye towards poking holes in it because it's time travel and time travel never works. So I, so I was like I got to the end of it. I'm like yeah, but he's created a paradox because the universe where this guy yeah. comes from no longer exists, which is why Paul ended the universe, <laughs> which is the ultimate cop out. <laughs> it is the ultimate like it's because I mean the only way it would have worked is if uh, Paul Paul two had. Paul two had died, like yeah. it, it, Paul two became Paul three, and then mm-hmm. he died. But the, he, there's obviously no way for him to die and also keep going. Yeah. Um, but like it seems like the way the way I, I I hope the way I did it seems like it's like okay that would yeah that should basically work. Like you go back in time, bring an earlier version of yourself forward to deal with whatever bad stuff happens, and then jump forward past when that happens. No problem. It's all I, solved. I think Paul two can be uh, happy. Knowing that he doesn't exist anymore because the universe reoriented right, itself. Because right. if he did, uh, a big, like, gigantic Arabian sand beast would be chasing him. <laughs> right, the Dahaka. And be, he would yeah. turn all emo and, and start sucking a lot. It's the thing that I, uh, like, the, the ending, I, I hope it sort of comes across, but the ending is, uh, and then the sort of stinger thing where that's the universe reorganizing itself into a universe in which the watch never worked. Uh, is actually I like I actually have a suspicion that's actually how the universe works and that time travel has in fact been invented on several occasions but whenever you inevitably end up with a temporal paradox which makes the universe revert back to a form in which it the time travel didn't work in the first place so we are like the universe that actually persists and doesn't explode is the universe in which the time travel devices keep messing out yeah. and don't actually ever work properly so uh, maybe that's what causes deja vu. Maybe it's not a glitch in the ah, matrix. Ah, maybe maybe it's not a glitch in the matrix. Uh, yeah, we just like we've been past this point, but then someone invented time travel, and we went back to you know when everything was yeah. still still stable. Yeah. Um, something that we talked about in doing this video actually is uh, whether or not it should be Paul 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 mm. uh, in the video, and there was some discussion of that in in the threads as well. Like, is this Paul? Why is he called Emmett? Yeah, like um, in the in the actual in the script, I, it was Paul. Like, I wrote it as Paul, uh, and I and in the in the diagram, I did it as Paul. But that was mainly just as sort of a just because that's what I was thinking of at the time. Um, and I was initially thinking that it could be like it could be Paul Commodore Hustle Paul. Yeah. Um, because the nice thing about the script is it's all sort of self-contained. <laughs> like, it's basically Paul goes off, has this little side story, comes back, and nothing in the universe has actually changed. Yeah, because all he's done is make a watch. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, the entire thing, ultimately, including the stinger, takes place over about a minute and a half. Yeah. So, but the um, the funny thing, though, is, uh, so, like, we were talking about it, and I, I was very much petitioning for his name to be changed to something else, so that it was it was obviously not... So it's sort of outside the, com- outside the timeline. Outside the Commodore Hustle timeline and, mm. you know, the sort of what can happen in the Commodore Hustle universe. Mm. And part of the part of the uh, the goal of that was to eliminate confusion. And so we changed his name to Emmett as a reference to Emmett Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it was more confusing to people watching Yeah, I, I think maybe if we had changed the name, we probably actually, like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been me. Like, it should have been somebody else. It should have been, like, someone else. But, I mean, it, it works well with you because you play that character so well. But it is the same character that you play as Paul in Commodore. Exactly, Hunter. yeah. It's the sort of, you know, so the end. I, I have great, great fondness for the, that, the, you know, the opening scene of the excessive, excessive uh, you know, Building of something unseen and then pull up something that couldn't possibly have built with the tools he had. That, that uh, building montage though was really good. Yeah, we, the um, the, the welding, uh, welding torch was mm-hmm. just uh, literally Graham uh, holding the camera, and uh, I forget if it was me or Alex flicking a light on and off um, 
in Paul's face, more or less. Yeah. Well, it, it was just actually it was uh, it was a shot of it off and then a shot of it on, yeah. and then I just replaced like frame by just like a couple frames of it off and then a couple frames of it on so that it. So that it flickers. Yeah. Oh, and also shot in my dad's my dad's workshop in yes. his basement workshop, which looked great with that camera. Yeah, it that, the camera really brought out like there was there's so many like details and stuff in mm-hmm. the background. Yeah, and the um, cool cool little like yeah, in the background being all blurry and all that good we've, stuff. We've needed a workshop for videos before, and I've always thought of my dad's workshop, but it's uh, it's been filled with stuff until recently and he sort of recently excavated it so like in some of the reverse shots you can see like lamps and things piled up against one mm-hmm. wall which is stuff that has is still there but uh you guys actually shot a uh um, a crap shot crap shot, crap shot. has that actually gone up yet yeah it went up like the day after uh, yeah. <laughs> it in, actually uh, went up like way before the uh the the creepy wood pile basement uh crap yeah, shot. What's it's it just called? like around the corner uh it's, it's just called the basement yeah, but uh, yeah, it, just around the corner from that, from there is is the wood pile, which my like my dad actually uses wood from that wood pile. He never chops wood because there's so much wood in that wood pile, it will probably last him in like for the rest of his life. Uh, but did he uh, chop the wood in that wood pile originally? I don't even know how it got there. <laughs> I think that it might have been like a stump uh, that was cut down for some reason. But uh, regardless, it, it looks really creepy, and it like the it has one of those bracket lights that even like is broken slightly. So so it flickers. So it flickers, uh-huh. uh, and it it just looks so freaking creepy. It's fantastic. We need to shoot more down there, but I just don't know what yet. Yeah, but the um, uh, it actually went fairly quickly, considering we had to do all the like okay now change your shirt now. Now stand over here. Now stand over here, and it, yeah, it was pretty good because I, I, I'm trying to I worked out ahead of time which shots we would need. Did I storyboard this? I can't remember. I think I. I think you did. I, 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 very, very I, I drew briefly, little. Yeah. I drew little storyboards in the margins, uh, working out um, a sort of um, uh, trying to figure out the right the right uh, term, but the like a sort of a a lower limit for how many shots we could show two Pauls in to be impressive, basically. Right. Like, so the second Paul appears, they have a couple exchanges where there's two of them, then it goes to one shots because you don't, you don't need to show that they're both in the same shot the whole time, and it just is more, is more complex getting all the timing right. And well, it's, it's also, it doubles up the amount of shooting time, right? Like, it, exactly. for, for a standard-length video, it ends up being twice as long, and when you consider the amount of time that it takes to get a single shot, it's... It substantially increased the length. I think we were filming this from, I want to say about six, no, seven p.m. until about eleven midnight, eleven thirty, something like that. Yeah, I think. Well, it was late enough the buses weren't running anymore. It yeah. was. We took some. We yeah. took some breaks. Though, yeah, but. that's true. Yes, because Telly brought stroganoff, mm. stroganoff, which was fantastic. I but was hungry. I figured they would be. We. we were, uh, yeah, it, it's the uh, the split screening actually worked like basically flawlessly. Like like mm-hmm. in the in the in the end thing, I, the split screening is basically not noticeable at all. Split screening is way more reliable than green screening, mm-hmm. which is why it's been done for longer. It was great. Someone on the uh, on the escapist said it's it's great when we come to this point that just some some, ran, some random internet sketch comedy troupe can do green screening that looks this perfect with no green halos. And I went, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, we did split screening way before we did green screening. Yeah. yeah. Because it's easier, but uh, yeah, I thought the uh, video turned out really, really. Though, well. if you if you haven't seen it, you should um, check out. I don't know if it's on the Crap Shots channel, but uh, Alex's latest green screen no, it's on test. The X- Xim Works channel. It's on the Xim Works channel. Yeah, he linked to it from his Twitter, which okay. is at Xim Works. E X I M Works. It's uh, it's very impressive. Uh, yeah, and then we have some screen. some plans for what to do with that technology. Yes. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's basically that video. There's it was time. fairly. So, really straightforward. Yeah. Uh, unskippable. Briefly, uh, you guys played Near. a a game that was a game. Yeah. Uh, we wish we could have used uh, a little more, but without actually cutting a bit out the middle of the scene, it wouldn't have really worked. Because at the end of the scene, there's a bit where he, you know, because he's like, "Don't touch the book" to his daughter. Pardon me. Let's <coughs> see. There it goes. Uh, and then he comes back again after fighting people, and then she's touched the book, and she's got, like, writing all over her. It's, like, moving over her body. And he's like, oh, you touched the book. And then it goes 1,300 years later, and you're in medieval fantasy. 
Yeah. So the, like, like the what? the whole like post apocalyptic New was, York thing doesn't that, actually show up. Yeah, that was right. Then at the end of the scene, it pulls back, and you're like, "Wait, that's the Empire State Building." Oh no, it's modern day New York again. And then thirteen hundred years later, I'm sorry. There's a game that takes place in post apocalyptic New York. Yeah, weird. Hey? I, I except that post apocalyptic New York looks like a medieval JRPG. Well, well, except it except it's it's very very. You maniacs! Yeah. yeah, it starts in post apocalyptic New York, and then. But most of the game seems to take place in post 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 apocalyptic New York. <laughs> so I mean, I'm assuming that the, I'm not quite sure where the disconnect yeah, is. Yeah, I'm assuming that they somehow sort that out at some point. I didn't, see. This is the this is the issue with Unskippable. You guys amass this collection of like sort of mediocre, <laughs> mediocre to kind of good to kind of bad games. We actually just traded some in. But, oh really? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, there there are a bunch of them that I uh, I still you know want to play. I just don't have time. Because they tend to be long. We didn't trade in Deadly Premonition. Oh, good. We traded in all the 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 ones that were really terrible, but not the ones that were so terrible we'd only get like two dollars trade in, mm. or the ones that were just terrible enough that they'd be kind of fun to play. Mm. So, so we got rid of Zoid's Assault, for did example. You, did, you kept Darksiders. Yes, yeah. yes. Darksiders is actually I actually want to play. Actually, legitimately good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. You do get a kind of a, a warped perception of video games, like this whole thing with Nier, where it's like it starts with this post-apocalyptic. Da, da, da. It's like okay, you kind of get okay. I see. I'm beating up guys with the pipe. You get some special abilities from this book. I can kind of see how this game is going, and then whoomp, you're in like you know Zelda basically, and it's like what 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 happened? What? And then because we're doing unskippable, you don't actually get to continue on and see what's going on. So, uh, who knows? I played it for a little bit longer and was I beat the first sort of area and was not really able to determine WTF, so so there you go. Uh, ENN was... Exciting. Fun, yeah. The uh, I don't recall the specific anchor stories this week, but I know that they were funny. Uh, oh, the, the, the Star Wars one yeah. was, was entertaining to break down. Mm. Um, and the um, yeah, the, the, well, the Star Wars one, yeah, we wanted to bring Paul back as the analytics guy. Mm-hmm. And, Did you know they're uh, sort of like, let's let's drill down to the numbers. Well, I I like the idea that that uh, there was a graph that was literally Pac-Man eating the other half of the graph, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that the, the Pac-Man that was eat, destroying everything else was licensing fees to LucasArts. Um, you see, it's a metaphor, subtle, subtle yeah. metaphor, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the so that that was cool. But also, I got to uh, I got to Photoshop a flashlight onto a steering wheel. So that was that was, that was exciting, creative. which people really recognized. I, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised by how many people it's actually. A, I'm not surprised. There's ads for those things all over the internet. But they, they, but that's that's a sad. I mean, I've never used one, but I know what it looks like. A sad state, uh, you know, a sad commentary on the state of the internet. I think that everyone knows what one well, of those looks like. You, did you guys hear that it, they sponsor Kevin Smith's podcast? Really? Flashlight? Flashlight sponsors Kevin Smith. Yeah, podcast. I would not be surprised. Uh, people, people were asking though, what if you're a girl and you want to play the PSP Blow? Which I assume there's, there's a, like there's interchangeable a, heads or there, something. There's an attachment for the gear shift. Hey, there's some girls for whom that one would work just fine. That's true. Nice. Um, but then there's the feature story. Yeah, the feature story uh, uh, is a lot of fun. To Tim. Uh, which was uh, we uh, had to hit up. EA. Yeah, well, we, we've, we've been talking talking to EA about doing this for a while, and for whatever reason, uh, the the trigger got pulled at eleven o'clock the night before we went to EA. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so Graham and well, Paul, we were, we were shooting we were shooting some some footage there for the Escapist. Yeah, uh, and then we were like, hey, we have a skate, and it's specifically with the Skate Three team. Yeah. And so we were like, hey, we have a story sort of quasi ready to go about Skate that uh, was written on the, uh, the 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 infamous bus ride from Boston. Um, and uh, um, so it was like, hey, maybe we can sort of slightly rewrite that yeah, and, so uh, and, actu- and actually shoot it with people from Skate. What was the original version of the story? Like, the, like we rewrote it... Um, it was originally talking to like a nurse and stuff about. Yeah, how- originally it was the Logan Eastman character saying basically all the same stuff that he does, but then going to a mother similar to the character my mom played in Picto Dix. Uh, I-, I think we were thinking it would actually be the same character, mm. um, whose son 
played skate and then tried and then and then tried fell. To kill he himself. slipped on ice and fell. Well, that's the thing is that she she thinks that he tried to kill himself and Logan Eastman is going off about this and the nurse is like, no, he just slipped and fell. And then Eastman says that she's been paid off and she's like, no, it's that an old lady slipped and uh, slipped and fell as well. She wasn't playing the video game. The mall just hadn't put salt on the ice yet. Yeah. You this know. was written a long time ago, back like you know. Well, when that's why I said the, have... the bus trip from Boston. Right. So we, we sort of. Uh, on, on another on, on another means of transportation on the ferry, we were sort of like, how how can we modify this to accommodate the developers and have an interesting take on it, right? Because just having having Logan Eastman say uh, it's bad and the developers say no, it's not isn't is, very funny. Isn't very funny. So our so, two our two funny options, well, our funny option that we didn't use didn't use was I, I i can't even remember it, it was, was it was really it, it was it was really it would have been a tough sell it was like the the other way it was the other way entirely so um they were was it they were saying it wasn't violent enough or, or that they wanted it to it was like it was like just putting a few sharks in the gene pool you know no no it was i honestly can't remember what it was it was something that it, it took it the other direction regardless it was basically like we think it should be more uh, or it, there's a reason that it's like this, and it's because it, it we want it to be. It wasn't extreme. It wasn't for the same purposes, though. Yeah. Anyway, but and it, the other one was one. was that it was an educational tool to stop people from hurting from hurting themselves on skateboards. Um, which honestly, the entire time I was thinking of the episode of Full House where Uncle Jesse uh, insists on riding his motorcycle on the rooftop to prove that he's still young. How does that go? I don't care. Is that like the jumping the shark moment of Full House? I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure the, the full pilot house. was the jumping the shark. I'm pretty sure the pilot of Full House was a shark fin sitting like underneath, <laughs> coming out from underneath the door frame of their house, and Bob Saget stepping over it. I was a big fan of the bit we got out of Brian Lindley, which I was really hoping for that specific, for for that specific wording of of you know, it's it's frightening to me that people would play this game and then want to go out and skateboard because it's really dangerous. <laughs> you know that like that yeah they've made this game, but that they don't actually want people to skateboard because it's really dangerous is what they're saying Which, so. if you've ever seen people skateboard it is actually totally true yeah because uh, Perry who we talked to there he wasn't he wasn't kidding his his he broke his wrist skateboarding and can't can't bend it properly now they're both really really cool people um, interesting experience going to going to EA actually because it's the first time that we had been there uh, it's it's big and crazy and and there's stuff going on there lots of stuff. Uh, Their campus is insane. Yeah, they didn't show us anything cool, unfortunately. So well, sorry, except for the stuff, except for the cool stuff that we could see just by walking through. Yeah, like, but they didn't show us any like no. previews or the, no. the campus itself is very neat. The campus I mean, is astounding. They've got they've got like a full size soccer field outside, and then a full size basketball court in the basement, basically, and which is which is part of their gym. Right, their fully staffed gym. You can work at EA in the gym and and be. A guy who works at the gym, or someone who works at the restaurant, or the, or the restaurant, the by the way, which is called EAT. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but like, if you can imagine, like a full size basketball court in a basement, and then like all the floors above it done like catwalks basically mm-hmm. um like uh, instead of hallways you have catwalks that are open to the basketball court and they crisscross over it at different angles so if you stand up on the third or fourth floor and look down you can see sections of all the other floors with like little meeting areas and eating nooks and things like that on top of the basketball court which has a game going on below you what i thought was super cool is because you know because EA has the sort of you know the reputation of being the you know the evil overlords the the slave drivers because they do expect you to put in an ass ton of overtime right is that they're clearly a lot more, you know, cool with flexible time because this was the middle of the day on a Tuesday, and there was two full teams playing soccer, yeah. and which is not a short game, mm-hmm. and two full teams playing basketball in yeah. the middle of the and not like lunch hour. This was just the middle of the workday. Yeah, maybe, right? maybe that was I, just maybe really that was the as job. I understand it, it actually though there basketball. was like EA. Um, uh, certain EA campuses and certain certain Activision campuses do have like uh, actual mandated phys ed time. Like you need to spend a certain amount of time doing uh, doing physical activity That's pretty away cool. from your desk. Uh, which I mean, it's one of these things where they it's it's almost a this this sort of reversion back. You know, they're trying trying to basically take away every aspect that may 
prevent your productivity, right? I well, mean, I, it's, it's a fairly mercenary kind of thing. I, I don't even... I, I think that there is something to be said for, you know, these people are going to die if they oh, spend I mean, too it's, much it's time working like, on video games. It's, it's, good, it's good for the thing, but, I mean, it's not like it's an altruistic thing on the... On the behalf of EA, right? It's, I mean, plus also it's EA Sports, so they kind of have to have some sort of sports aspect to it. But yeah, but it's it's uh, you yeah. know, and the thing where like they all the meals and stuff are you know all your meals and stuff are catered, be, mm-hmm. not because they're really nice as a company, but because it they realize it's cheaper to do that than to have people lose productivity by going and find food. Yeah, yeah. this this <laughs> this specific EA campus, by the way, is. Uh, uh, a chunk of EA Sports and Black Box, yeah. who makes Skate, among oh, other it, things. That's, is that, no, there's other stuff there too, right? Uh, I'm it's pretty just sure EA Sports and Black Box. I mean, there's, really? a, there's other oversight and management stuff that happens there as well. Yeah, um, and testing. On our way out, we ran into a Loading Ready Run fan who was there to do some QA testing. Yeah, so if he's listening, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a crazy building. You have to sign in with a computer. Yeah, it's got this weird, like, touchscreen keyboard. Mm-hmm. Very, very strange. I have, I, you have this conception that, like, uh, you know, you always think, like, EA, you walk in, and it's just, like, rows and rows and rows and rows of uh, people, like, playing video games. <laughs> you know, very seriously. Yeah. I'm sure as, that is what the QA department yeah. looks like. I as, just like the, the stand-up, or, the, there was a small room of... Um, stand-up arcade machines that was labeled Executive Lounge, yeah. which I believe was a joke. So, anyway, that was fun. And uh, thanks to Chris Perry, or, sorry, Cuz Perry and Brian Lindley for, mm-hmm. uh, and Shirley Chu, who is their handler for <laughs> putting up with our ridiculous, goofy uh, stuff after we did the series. Yeah, have you heard back from them? Did they like it? I haven't. I'll have to email her. And see what is the serious part of it actually up on... I don't Escapist. think it's up on The Escapist yet, no. So, but keep on keep an eye on the escapist that should come up in their their stuff. It's just them talking about uh, skate and stuff. I don't. We're not actually in it, so don't be super excited. But if yeah. you want to find out more about skate, all right. So there you go. Um, ask Claire. Sure. Cool. Do it. What is the most obscure joke you've ever made in the video? Ooh, wow. Uh, I, I would say we should preface this with there are probably. You know, some videos out there with jokes in it that are so obscure, uh, that are just them. well, no, that aren't so obscure we don't remember, them, but are so in that the only people who would get them is us. My, I know my favorite. So those are pretty obscure. Okay. What's yours? I don't know how obscure it is, but my favorite loading ready run joke is that one in one of the old rapid fire ones where you and your buddy are having those. This is how this works. Talk. Oh, yeah. All the little yeah, illustrations, yeah. and you guys were talking about evolution. Oh, yeah. And there's that line about this bag of screws is the Kansas School Board. <laughs> no, it was. That it was, is my favorite loading ready run joke. It was right uh, about the time that the Kansas School Board outlawed teaching. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, no, it was. Which it was. Uh, appealed, but I thought it was Pat Robertson is a bag of screws. No, no, the Kansas. Well, Kansas is, yeah. No, he was. He was like the clip attached to the bag of screws. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. I must have been watching a different version then. <laughs> I must have been watching an, an earlier take or something. But yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is probably my ultimate favorite. I, like the I would say so most good. obscure would be just about any video we made that has a joke that references a season one video. <laughs> my, uh, the, because the, only the people who would own DVDs would have the video in hand to actually see it to get the joke that is being referenced. The the one that I, I think of for obscure um, in Unskippable, uh, when we were doing Borderlands, uh, there's there's the the guy the, like this is it like the stealth guy? Mord- yeah. There's oh, a guy right. called, called Mordecai. Mordecai. Uh, and we were trying to figure out a joke with Mordecai <laughs> just because it's a silly joke. And so we came up we came up to re- referencing Mordecai Richler, yeah. uh, Richler, however you pronounce Who's a Canadian author? Uh, who's who's yeah. famous in Canada, uh, but nobody got it. I don't think. Like normally when we do. Uh, when we do obscure stuff and then skip both, we'll see like in the forums one or two people will be like, "Hey, we'll I be feel like, yay, now. vindicated for our really yes. obscure." So I we allow ourselves one really obscure reference per episode. Yeah, so I hope somebody got that one because it, it was very funny for us. Like I, any episode that involves like us gaming, like the Commodore Hustle episodes that involve gaming, you can be sure that a bunch of stuff like uh, table like D and D gaming, yeah. um, you can be sure that like a bunch of lines were cut because they were too obscure. Um, and I, I honestly at this point don't remember what still got in and what was cut out of those scenes a lot of the time. Uh, there was some stuff in the D and D fourth edition 
stuff that was pretty obscure. Oh, yeah. The, Specifically, the t-shirts. The, the t-shirts the, oh, yeah, were they, super obtuse references. Yeah, yeah, we spent so much work on getting those t-shirts, and then probably nobody the only, got them. There was One of them was the only True 20 starts with a D, Yeah, which, which I, is a reference to D20, but also True 20, which is a... Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and then now it, I found the, my path. And I found my, I found my path, and it's a path that leads to 4th edition. Pathfinder. Get it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Is the, the True 20 actually... Come, like, is True 20 also a going concern, or did not did it not actually come out? I, I think that they still support it. It's never been... I mean, Green Renine isn't the kind of company that really, like, <clears throat> pushes on a product like that. They mm-hmm. they more just sort of put it out there and let people have fun with it. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I actually, I would put those D&D ones as being pretty high up there in terms of obscure... Those t-shirts. Yeah. I can't... I'm, I'm sure there's... Also, the background of the same video, actually. We had the stuff on the chalkboard and... Uh, Oh yeah, basically any any uh, whiteboards or chalkboards in the background of the video is guaranteed to be covered in stupid in jokes. That because we're sort of think that you probably won't be able to read it, and sometimes you can, especially since we switched into HD. Brain swap made easy, or um, brain transplants. Brain transplants made easy. Um, that blackboard in the background was covered in in jokes. Yeah. Um, oh, I right, don't know. We had like we were like, just like hanging around because you were waiting for something for a really long time. In yeah. the season one video. Um, uh, alternative to telemarketers, one of the questions we harangue James with is, do you prefer stuffing or potatoes? Which is a Mystery Science Theater reference. Right, right. Because they used to they used to have a... It was... I don't know why they're mutually exclusive, but they used to be very stuffing or potatoes, and they would reference that in, in occasional episodes. Yeah, I think it was like one episode in particular that it came up. Yeah, it showed up again in the opening titles to uh, Operation Double 007 when they're adding new lyrics to the song. So, anyway. Um, so we've made a lot of obscure jokes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Probably more than we should have. No, there's never too many. No. What is your favorite time traveling series, movie, or book? Back oh, well, that's, that's... Yeah. Back to the Future is pretty awesome. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who also awesome. rates right up you there. See, but I think Back to the Future, you, just for sheer concentration of awesomeness. The interesting thing about Doctor Who is that, in a lot of ways, it's not really a time traveling series. Like, yeah. time travel does not actually come into... Like, time travel is used as a way to jump between scenarios to do episodes. But, mm-hmm. but it never true. actually happens in, in the internally in an episode. But rarely happens. Or very rarely. Yeah. I remember... Uh, and so we're like something like Time Back to the Future is sort of more about the time it travel about, itself. Yeah. I enjoy the time travel episodes of Star Trek. Mm. Especially the one where they get locked in the repeating sequence. Oh, cause and Effect is one of my favorite episodes yeah. ever. Where, where time becomes... Damn unique. those Chrono John particles. <laughs> different, but I keep meaning to read that Connor book called The Time Traveler's Wife, which sounds like it has a lot of those sort of it's really good. old, Ooh, yeah, the old ideas about time travel. Journeyman Project series. Specific, mm, yeah, yeah. Specifically uh, Legacy, Legacy of Time. time. Because mm-hmm. that is intense time travel. You need to dick with stuff in the past so you can figure out what's going on Ooh, in the future. Uh, actually, the... Uh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is an... There's yeah. a couple of Diana Wynne-Jones books that have some really good time travel bits in them. The, I, the, so the the one I uh, actually not a TV series but um, the computer game um, Day of the Tentacle mm. has lots, oh. of, lots of fun Day time travel stuff. Brilliant. Braid. Braid. Yeah. It's really all about time travel. It's really yeah. all about time. Yeah. Right? Now we're into video games. <laughs> yeah. Now we're into video games. Well, Prince, I mean, of, Prince of Persia. If you want to get into into video games, the the Sands of Time. Stand. I, I really love the narrative arc of the Sands of Time. Not yeah. 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 Not not the movie <laughs> which took what. The game made beautiful and made it not beautiful, <laughs> but uh, definitely a lot, of, just a lot of fun time traveling scenes. The, the, the sense of time, or the as the series progressed, they started getting you know, well everything is fixed except unless you have the special mask, then it's okay. You can do whatever you want, or if you, you know. But yeah, they, 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 they did a lot of things in Sands of Time that like you would do if you could travel back in time, like the like the whole kiss slap scene. Yeah, yeah. is it stands and stands out as one of the best uses of time travel I've ever seen this is in the video game in the original Sands of Time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, I like. There's maybe a little bit of a tribute to that in the movie. I wanted the actual scene to happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Next Ready? question. Next yeah. question. Uh, what's the most legitimately challenging slash infuriating, difficult slash just plain broken game you've ever played? Oh, God. Uh, I have somewhat limited patience for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, like, what about one that you've actually, like, that was really difficult, but you actually played played through? Uh, difficult, but played through? Call of Duty 2. Well, veteran. But that's because you were playing it on veteran the first time. But, through. It, but it was, like, <laughs> it was absurdly hard. And it wasn't 
necessarily unfair. It was just fucking retarded. I, uh, in, in the stuff that we've come through for Unskippable, um, Vampire Rain is so <laughs> badly done. Like, it's... I tried to play that game, and you can't. It's funny. I was going to say can't. Bullet Witch, actually, which is in the same category. I didn't find Bullet Witch hard. I just found it really such a painful, horrible, boring slog. Yeah. But Vampire Rain, it's like you're, you, you try to sneak. If you fail sneaking for a second, a guy across the map will go, You're a human. I'm suddenly a vampire now. I'm running across the map at top speed, and I kill you in one hit. Yeah. You just die. It's a game where you die. <laughs> yeah, it's like here's here's a gun, but it doesn't act. Here's a the gun, gun doesn't do anything. You, your elite vampire hunting unit has guns, which they know full well have no effectiveness against vampires. Hey, yeah, Graham. terrible game. V V V V V V. That's in, that, yeah, but that's intended to be. But it is still really hard. It's true. It's, but, but that one's fun. I know. It's fun that it's hard. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, like, yeah. We're going for aggravated. Yeah, well, it's, it's, should, we're we going for broken. Like, no, okay, so we won't get into broken. Because I'm pretty sure okay. you two were talking about that yesterday. And you well, I'm saying I'm saying on. broken hard is not what it like. That's the, true. the game is just stupidly made to a point where you die all the time. That's true. Okay. I would like to comment on one game mechanic that's common though that drives me up the wall because it artificially increases difficulty and is bullshit. And that's rubber banding mechanics in racing games like. Well, you've been playing you've been playing split, split second, second a lot recently. The same thing. The right, guys, rubber banding guys behind where, you get like, guys behind you get faster for no. Like no apparent reason, Ooh, just and keep, like, keeping like I'm I'm on a straightaway. I'm in first place on a straightaway. Nothing they hit like the NOS button. Just shut the hell up and no, there away. isn't one. No, they did. Yeah, yeah apparently so. I've got pedal to the floor. I've got a two second lead over everybody. Nothing's blowing up around me, so I'm just driving a straight line. And then all of a sudden, the car that I was two seconds ahead of just goes goes like and just shoots past me. Like I'm not even there. Like that, and then crosses the finish line and wins. That is bullshit. Hmm. That shouldn't the, happen. That actually reminds me. The game pissed me off uh, on on Game Gear old school. The Kawasaki motorbike racing was like that, except not just when you're in first. <laughs> it was just all the other all the other vehicles were faster than you. Yeah, it's like if I'm driving along on a straightaway. I can't pass it. Like, I cannot move forward in this pack. I cannot. All the other vehicles are bad. How does this... How? Why am I in this race? So the only way to win is to corner better than the the AI, yeah. which itself is programmed to take the best possible And, and of course, this is on Game Gear, so it's yeah. like mode... Not even mode 7. It's uh, like this really the, the one that I remember like that was Diddy Kong Racing, actually. was Because uh, it wasn't that the... Um, it wasn't that the the uh, enemies rubber banded. It's just that they had laser like sights set on you for every single weapon that they got. Yeah. So like they they never, did, they, never, they, they never fight one another. Yeah. They, the AIs never fought one another in the in the like uh, battle mode or whatever in in that game. They they never took shots at anyone but you. So it was like five on one. All right. Gotta move on here. So yeah. we get some more questions answered. Um, very quickly, what was your first video game? Uh, Xenogears. Was the first video game? Oh no! I guess that's the first video game I ever beat. The first, no, video, first game video game I played was Sonic on Super my Mario, like Genesis. Uh, Mario, like this yeah. very original Super Mario games. Brothers. Yeah. First game I ever played was Super Mario Brothers on the NES. Yeah. First game I ever yeah. beat was Kirby's Dreamland. Mario. Uh, Actually, I'm gonna play because it was a combination cartridge. So I'm gonna play Duck Hunt first. Uh, I I, it, it counts. The, that was the cartridge. That cartridge is the first. That was the cartridge everybody played first because it was in can, the action can, can, game. Can, see, I. I, I don't know if it was Super Mario Brothers. It was certainly one of the first games that I played, but also my my cousin had like King's Quest and mm. stuff and and uh and a bunch of like really simple map games and things like that on his computer. Um so I I distinctly remember playing those around the same time and I'm not sure if it was before or after. I, I never had a Nintendo and stuff when I was a kid, but we had an Apple II G or Apple II, not an <laughs> Apple II GS, the green and black style. Mm. Uh and so I played the original Mario. Not Super Mario. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, Hard Hat Mac, uh, which is a, which was I, a game I remember being really fun. A little while ago, I got like an, an, an Apple II emulator and got it, and it's punishingly hard. Yeah, I, <laughs> What's wrong with this game? I'm thinking about it, I also remember being in like computer frustrating games <laughs> in computer camp around the same time and playing like math games. Like ooh, there, there was like uh, one called like Math right? Rabbit or something. Math, math Maze, Number math. Maze. There was a number, yeah. number yeah. Maze. Yeah, yeah. Dude, fucking Number Cruncher. Yeah. 
I'm pretty Mac, sure the was first... Was it Mass Blaster? Do you guys remember that? Oh, oh Mass Blaster, yeah. Blaster. I don't know if those really count as like... No, they don't. Because like, you didn't play... I learned shit. Exactly. You didn't, sure you didn't play it for fun, right? The first game I ever right? played was yeah. Oregon Trail at school. Ooh, Oregon Trail. Oregon to be fair, I did play Number Cruncher for fun, because that was legitimately a fun game. Everybody else? James? And Oblivion was the first video game I ever First game? I don't know. It might have been Pogo Joe on the Commodore 64. But it might not have been. I can't remember it specifically. Right. It was definitely a Commodore 64 game. Alright, so everybody remembers the video where the person loses his memory because he asked to and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, this guy's a big paragraph, but you remember the video. Memory, the yeah. memory, memory white. man. Memory white. That's that, that scenario. Would you want to know or would you walk away? Hmm. Have you watched Dollhouse? Be... Doesn't it explain this whole thing? I would be super pissed off. I wouldn't want to not know. Like, I'd be super pissed off if I left that thing for myself to tell me that I had forgotten something. Yeah. Like, if I, if I, if, if I, something horrible happens to me such that I want to forget it, I'm going to forget it and then not leave any message for myself. Because then you won't miss it. Right? Exactly. Why the whole you... leaving message for yourself is but, really dumb. But that's the scenario. <laughs> you can't make, you can't change okay. the scenario. The scenario is the dude. Hands you the tape of you. I, I do not. You do not. Want I would. To know. Then. You would want to know. Yeah, I, would. Yeah. Yeah, I have I a really hard is, time living with the curiosity. What I think did I forget? This is kind of like right along the lines of the the lesson that you get out of watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is every bad thing that happens to you helps you grow as a person and become the person yeah. that you are. So if you're busy erasing the bad things, then you're not really a full person anymore because you're the sum total of your experiences doesn't add up to who you are, and it, it messes you it's, up. I think. I think what I would do is. Like if I if I left a message for myself saying that I did this, uh, I would remember the thing again. Presumably, it's really horrible, so I want to forget it again. But then that time, I'll have remembered the stupidness about three and four, so I won't leave a message yes. for myself the second time. <laughs> I'm with Paul. It's a different way of thinking about it. It comes down to cost, right? If the fucker who erases my memory is charging too much then I won't want to know because if I remember the memory and then want to forget it again, I don't want to pay that asshole twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably uh, just the point. That would be, be, be an awesome, like, an awesome, like, if you had the technology. Because, yeah. like, everybody would do it at least, like, two it, or three yeah, times. Yeah, two or three times. It'd be like, woohoo. Yeah. All right. Um, is there a memory that you would want to be erased? Not no, I don't think so. Uh, I, it's, I think you start getting into actually... You know, changing who you are as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing is, I would like to think that if I erased my memory and I left a note saying, look, I erased my memory for a reason, I'd be smart enough not to want to know what it is, but I really would. It's yeah. the problem. The, the, what I, I would like, like, while I don't want to erase curious. memories, it would be nice if I could tell my brain not to bring up certain memories <laughs> over and over and over again yeah. at useless times. All right. Um, yeah, embarrassing ones. You're like, oh, or why just like, I do it's that? like you know, do oh, my life is going really good right now. Do do do. Remember that time in fourth grade <laughs> yeah. and you really did something embarrassing? It's yeah. Like, fuck, why are you bringing that up now? <laughs> what can I be happy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is the stupidest way you have ever hurt yourself? Uh, for me, it was trying to jump between a trampoline and a pool <laughs> and falling into the springs in the trampoline Ooh. and cutting up my leg real bad. Oh. Wow. That, that sounds scar- awful. Well, that sounds after, really bad. After my <laughs> brother managed to get no. stitches by walking his Still bike there. up the driveway, which is pretty classic. <laughs> 15 years ago. Uh, I hurt bad. myself by trying to get on my bike at mm. the age of 21. <laughs> <laughs> Only time I've had to have stitches. Uh, dumbest way I've ever hurt myself was there was a guy in my drama class that was really good at doing like flips and crazy jumps and physical stuff and we were in the uh, we were in the theater and there was a high jump crash mat and he was doing all these forward flips and I was like fuck I can do that and uh, it's the the thing is you can't half ass that you need to really rotate your body or else what happens is that you land Sort of on your shoulders and neck. That was not the problem. That, that, that was fine. The problem was that, that my upper body stopped, but my knee kept going and slammed into my nose. <laughs> Blood everywhere. Ooh, I really didn't do one, but I'll answer this for my dad. Uh, when he was 16, I love this story. When he was 16, he was chopping wood and missed the, the wood, came down with the axe, and the axe shattered his kneecap. <gasps> right into his knee. Okay. He has a nasty scar. It's if, awesome. if we're telling my dad being dumb stories, <laughs> my father works with power tools on a regular oh. basis as a hobby. He, he turns wood and stuff. And uh, he knows what he's doing, but every so often he just does something stupid. And 
a couple of summers ago, he has this old fan in the garage where he works because it's miserably hot and humid down there. And he, he has meant for ages to fix the screen on the front of the fan because it's coming loose and it doesn't work properly. And he's like, I should really do something about this. But it fell off finally. And he's like, I should really do something about this, but didn't. And thought, I'll just remember not to put anything near the fan while it has absolutely no screen over the, the blades. So he's working and he's ready to go into the house and he reaches over to turn the fan off without looking where he's putting his hand and sticks his fingers right into the blades of the fan. After having already done something to his leg a while ago, my mom was ready to kill him. But uh, he almost took the tip of one of his fingers off and we got this great picture of his nasty fingers with all the stitches being, so guys, this is a bad idea. Wow. Um, Yeah, I mean, my hmm. stupidest hurt thing, probably everybody knows. That wasn't as much your fault, though. I, I mean, James tried to jump from a trampoline to a pool. I tried to do a front flip. You Th- can't, that's us you being can't do an overhand swing. We didn't in know. Tennis. It was yeah. launch day. <laughs> it was launch day. Yeah, the fact it that you felt, can't even do it It felt overhand. so natural. Yeah, hmm. so I partially severed the tendon in one of my fingers. When I was a very young kid, I think I maybe was four or five, we had these stools in the rec room of our house in New Zealand. Like, it was a long time ago. And I had, I think I'd been watching the Smurfs, and uh, I thought it was a good idea to try and run and jump from these stools, like, uh, like, like on top of them, like toadstools, which is what I was imagining they were. <laughs> thing is, these were just like plastic stools, and they had no weight at the bottom. So, you know, I got around three stools over, and then it went over to the, it started tipping out to the left, and so I started falling to the right. So to catch myself, I put my arm down and sprained my elbow, Ow. which is incredibly painful for a mm. tiny child. When I was four years old, <laughs> you know, you know the song about the monkeys jumping on the bed. I do know that song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but... I uh, think the monkeys jumping on the bed. Yeah. One fell off and broke his head. Now, about that bit. <laughs> um, I was jumping on the bed. And I was, in fact, singing that song <laughs> as I jumped on the bed at the tender age of four. And fell off the bed and gashed a gigantic cut above my eye, which needed to have stitches, and I still have a scar from. Wow. That, so much, that explains so much. I did a similar thing, actually, when I was a similar age. I, I was jumping on a couch, and I fell off and hit a coffee table. Broke the collarbone. Uh, when I was two, I was standing on a chair, and you know the bookcase that I have in my bedroom? Um, any people who are watching would know it as the big wood one that has all my strategy guides in it. Uh, that happened to be nearby the chair, and I lost my balance, and the chair tipped over and tossed me to the floor. And as I came down, I hit my head right along the edge of that bookcase and sliced a cut right down the middle of the top of my head. I had to go into the hospital and get stitches down the middle of my head. Um, you know what's kind I, of I, I, I think a lot of us don't have, like, current stories right it, now. I also I tried to jump clumsy. my bike when I was 12, fell off it, nearly cracked my head on a fire hydrant, and scraped the skin off of every major joint in my body. Oh. You know what's kind of embarrassing, though? I did this twice in, like, junior high, high school. Stubbed one of my toes really, really badly to the point that I sprained it really badly. And you'd think it wouldn't be that big a deal, but you sprain your tiny little pinky toe, and you can't walk on it. So I'm going around on crutches for two days, and everybody's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I sprained my toe. <laughs> sounds so lame. As, as point of fact, um, something I was going to mention, or I wasn't going to mention, but it just occurred to me. Speaking of injuring oneself as a child, I injured myself a lot as a child. <laughs> like, I, I fell downstairs Lots of head, head injuries. Uh, he and now. the reason for that is that I lost my binocular vision at the age of three. Oh. I had it, and it went away. Um, and so when it went away, it was right around the time that I was, you know, walking downstairs and stuff. But suddenly it got a lot harder. And, uh, yeah, so that... That's... See, that, you are... Like, I'm just very clumsy. Like, yesterday, I cut my toe open because I, 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 uh, I tripped over the, uh, the, the dolly track for the, by the ENN set. But, uh, like, I'm just, like, really clumsy and dumb. And this is why I don't have that many injury stories, because I have learned not to do too many things that require being on things like bicycles. <laughs> because when I, I remember when I was about seven, there was a really big nail in our backyard. Yeah, I and I was I like, like I wonder what would have happened if I stepped on it. 
Yeah. That's not clumsy. That's just dumb. That's, that's just dumb. Uh, all right, let's continue. I gotta start from that too. I'll show you that. Too. Oh, all right, Christ, let's don't. get four more. They're quick. They're easy. They should be done. Okay. Um, has there ever been a game that you played nonstop until you complete? No. Plants vs. Zombies. From beginning to end. From beginning to end. Oh, from beginning to end. Nonstop. No. No. no, no oh, you non-stop. mean like never stop? Never stop. Is there any game? That oh you... my god. Yes. Yeah. Trivial Pursuit. It wasn't. It wasn't the first time that I played through it, but the the uh, I played through Metal Gear Solid Two recently with all, watching all the cutscenes from beginning to end in one sitting. Nice. Really? Yeah. No, I I actually I've, yeah. I've never done that uh, yeah. Game, but I've done like marathons. Like I've done I've sessions done of a single game long enough that shorter games could have been oh, completed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think yeah. I uh, what Jared said. I think I did the same thing. Um, I'd, Obviously, on a second playthrough with I think probably MGS two and Snake Eater. Yeah, I, like I wouldn't be surprised. I I was just MGS two, including like listening to all the codec conversations. Yeah, it was it was right before uh, MGS four came out, and I was like, oh well, if I'm going to play MGS four, which I still haven't played, um, I should recap MGS two. Right. So I I was like, well, I just can't take too long, and I knew everything that I needed to do in it. So the gameplay segments just breeze by, <laughs> um, and I was able to you know catch up on the story. It was a nice little primer. Yeah, I I don't primer, primer, primer. Yeah, I I think I've like I've played like I remember I it's beat primer. Final Fantasy X and okay. like played it for like I think like eighteen or nineteen hours straight to do so the second time I did it. But I don't think I've ever beat a game all the way through. But I did play Plants vs Zombies for five hours in one sitting, so I think that's close. Yeah, I I rarely have the commitment to sit down and beat a game in one sitting. Like I for one now I don't ever commitment, play long nothing. enough. Nothing. Who could. has yeah. the time? But like yeah. Super Metroid. You could easily do that in one sitting. It's like two hours long if you blast through it. I, I still have never even beaten Super Metroid in one. I used to regularly actually play all the way through uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Four: Turtles in Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just you know, I I I boost the difficulty up as high as I could, and just whenever I had a friend over, I'd be like, "Okay, we're playing this game," and we go all the way through it. Okay, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: The Arcade Game. I have beaten in one sitting, but only by using level cheats. So but that, if you accept the last level, that doesn't really count. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, if you could create a, I think we've been past this. But if you could create a lyric cartoon, what would it be about? Would it just be an animated CH or something a bit more zany? Something a bit more zany. Uh, well, I think a Commodore Hustle, but zany-fied. Yeah, but I mean, the nice thing about cartoons is that you 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 don't have any limits in exactly. terms of the cool stuff you can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say Commodore Hustle, but crazy. Mm-hmm. Or, with like yeah. tick, with like the cats talking and stuff like that and flopping against us because Stop. you could somewhere between Commodore Hustle and Clerks the animated series. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That'd be good. Yeah. Except more successful than Clerks the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does Grant's family ever use plates on the wall of their kitchen, or are they bolted down? <laughs> they're, they're decorative <laughs> plates. They're really bolted. They're hanging there, but they're like they're vintage hotel uh, hotel plates. So yeah, they're not they're, for eating. Yeah, they're for. They're for decoration. And which would you... Last question. Which would you rather have, uh, Gladys or Hal Night Basin? Neither. Hal Night Basin is less actively yeah. murderous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, which one is, which one is less actively and homicidal? And at, yeah, and at least Hal Night Basin admits that he's trying to kill him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's vulnerable if you try and deactivate him. Yeah, I don't think that's true. God is still alive. But there was, there was a cake <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> they both sing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, then again, I mean, Helen Dowson was in a more game. Like, if I would not want Gladys to be like in charge of my spaceship, <laughs> so like in charge of my life support, as opposed I, to I just being able to set one, up. But evil a things. conversation with Gladys would be much more entertaining. That's true. Yeah, before yeah. she killed, if I was, if I was well, to choose, to try to kill you. So wouldn't you rather die with interesting conversations? I'll take Marvin yeah, the I'll paranoid like android. Thank you. I was going to say, like, yeah, if if I, I would choose the um, the character from Moon. Um, so see that. It's, it's, good. it's good, but yeah. the, the idea that you know he is he is sinister because he is programmed to help you, but they sort of assume that you will know certain things and be able to uh, ask for help with certain things, and therefore unable to ask for help. Yeah. Okay, we need to wrap this up because we've gotten a little long, but we got some Askler done, so that's good. Wait a minute, did we actually do Askler? Oh no, I've got to go back in time and tell myself to do Askler, otherwise we won't do it.